Hey friends, this is John Gunter with the Eagle Community Church of Christ. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This week we're talking about chapter 24 of the story, uh, really getting into Jesus' ministry and a lot of things he does there. It's a, it just packs so much in this chapter. This week we focus on a couple of things as we talk about the parable of the sower and uh, building our lives on the right foundation. And so I think these things go go well right together. So thanks again for listening. Come see us sometime. Or would quit griping. Because uh, we just had a summer that was about two and a half years long, I think. So it has been something. Uh, but so, uh, just so grateful for the changing of seasons and the, uh, the blessing that is the, the cooler weather. This week we have a, a longer section of the story. I, I really like the way the book is put together, except for this part, because it is so, so much of Jesus' teaching is just kind of combined into a few weeks. Uh, and so it's, it's, uh, I told Terry in class that I don't even watch the video we share in class, the DVD, because there's so much. I just want to see kind of where I land and what I see is like my favorite or important or something like that and, and what they show up with. And it just so happened that we, uh, out of all the teachings of Jesus, we ended up on, on the same one. Uh, but isn't it interesting to, to listen to the way Jesus taught and the things Jesus taught as important? Some of the things we might focus on, Jesus didn't say a whole lot about. Some of the things that if, if I don't mention them very often or show enough importance, people will get mad and I'll have a comment. But then you go to the teachings of Jesus, and he doesn't really say anything about it. So I guess you guys would be the Pharisees chasing Jesus around. Maybe that's it. But I, I always think it's interesting what Jesus focus on, focuses on and, and kind of how he uh, tries to get the people to understand what he's doing and why he's doing it, why it's important to follow him, to put this priority on God versus the way we can live our lives, really just chasing our own desires. So where we start today, uh, we're going to start with the parable of the sower or the soil. We're in Mark 4, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 20. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. I experienced that this year. Some of the things I planted late, uh, my, my grandmother, uh, we called her Nanny, she died in 92. And my dad has had seeds from Nanny's pepper plants in the freezer since then. And so I didn't even know that until like last year. And I thought it was the coolest thing that part of my grandmother is still with us, like People from my hometown knew uh, those as the Gunter Peppers because she would sell them and, and everybody liked them. But this year, uh, I planted them late because Arkansas kind of warms up later and everything. And 
my first batch withered and died. And you talk about feeling bad. <laughs> Luckily, we had plenty, and they're still growing in my garden right now. So it's amazing. But we see what Jesus is talking about, right? He is using language that they understand. Now, we may be getting more away from it as we become more urbanized, uh, not really controlling our food. I, I try to talk to my kids about, you know, what it was like back then. I mean, again, Evan calls the 1990s the olden days. <laughs> but I told you, you know, even further back, your job, part of your job is just to live. To have food, right? Part of your job is, is farming and, and doing this. And so when Jesus uses this language, he's talking to people that should understand exactly what he's talking about. Some things come up and they don't have a lot of soil and because the sun is hot, uh, they're scorched. They are withered because they have no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plant so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. And I love this part of gardening. If uh, we had not left Arkansas, I was about to get heavy into homesteading. Anybody been there before? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, all of a sudden, you're watching a YouTube video, and then four hours later, you wake up. Oh, my goodness, I've been watching this for a long time. I want chickens. I want cows. I want little miniature Herefords that just look like you should hug them all the time. But I love even teaching my kids about planting things and to watch putting that seed in the soil and watering it and fertilizing it and watching it come up. And off of, from one seed, you get one pepper or tomato or whatever, and how many seeds come out of that one fruit once you get it? It's amazing to me to watch this in action and to watch how God provides and multiplies. And that's what you see in this good soil. It produces a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, Everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Now, Terry did exactly what I thought Terry might do this morning. He said, I got something to be on a cue on. I said, I know he's going to this verse right here. Uh, because that's a hard verse, Right? If your idea about Jesus is that Jesus walked around and what he did was tried to make it as easy on everybody as he could, this verse is going to hit you right in the nose. So what do we think is going on here? What I think Jesus is doing here, you remember last week as we talked about Jesus going around teaching, there were always other people there with him trying to catch him, right? On the Sabbath, boy, they want to see, oh, is he going to heal that guy? You know, Jesus is going to say something that's out of character, that oh, it doesn't fit in with what we think of as the law. And so Jesus is teaching, that's who he has following him. And so Jesus says, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. And so if you weren't there to understand, to try and understand what Jesus was actually teaching, 
you were not going to get it. And all through Scripture, what God is trying to do is to have that relationship with us where we desire him. And what are these people doing that are following Jesus around trying to trap him? Are they desiring God? No. They're out for their own motives. They've already decided Jesus is not who he says he is. Look who he's hanging around with. You know what that woman's done? Look at who he's hanging around with. And so I believe that's what exactly what Jesus is doing. Your desire is not in the right place, and so you're not going to understand. Now, I've heard preachers that I respect so much, and they will come to this. Uh, by the way, if you go to a lot of, like, minister listings, preacher listings, we want the guy to preach so many weeks a, a year. I don't know how you ever come up with that. Like, if we don't have you that many, we, you know, might as well not have you at all. I don't know. But... Uh, they come to this, and it's like we want to, uh, we want someone who can give practical, um, practical talk all the time, where you can make that instant connection to my life. And I think that way because I want to make it practical. I want to make it, hey, I want you walk away understanding. But sometimes I think we need this right here. That there are people in here that don't need the basics. They don't need the milk. They need some meat. And if all we is come to church and think, hand it to me, maybe feed me as well. We're not going to have people that are digging and desiring that deeper understanding. Notice the people closest to Jesus are the ones that ask, what do you mean by that? We've talked about that in here before. If you really care about someone, and you've got, you've got questions, you go to them, right? You ask, what, what do you mean by that? What, that? That's how you build that relationship. That's how you come to an understanding. Instead of, I heard him say that, I'm out of here. I heard him say that, man, I can't believe it. he's not the Messiah, you know. And that's what Jesus had. Some people that desired him, some people that just wanted to trap him. I think that's exactly what he's doing right here. But Jesus said to them, he said, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? Eh, a little harsh for Jesus, you think? How many of you know, that kind of shock you that Jesus says something like that? Like in your mind's eye, Jesus, every time you've got a question, he comes and hugs you and says, oh, let me explain. Jesus says, how are you going to understand anything? You need to kind of focus your mind on what's going on to, to think deeper, more deeply. He says, the farmer sows the word. So the farmer sows this word. Some people are like seeds along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Now, I think when we first read this and everything that Jesus explains here, we can almost read this one as something that we have no control of. That the seed is sown and all of a sudden it is snatched away. Again, how many of you garden in here or have gardened before? Let me, let me see who I'm talking to. Okay, so if you go out to, you know, today is the, the start of the growing season, you're going to put seeds in the ground today, you don't go out with a bag and just, right, do you? No, you don't do that, why? Where's that seed going to end up? Birds are going to get it on the road, on the path, it's not going to even get into the soil, some of it, right? We, we cover seed up, we take 
precautions to protect it, right? A quarter inch down. But anybody so legalistic and, and literalistic, you know, that as soon as they say a quarter inch, you're going, oh, I got to figure out exactly. <laughs> as if the plants in the, in the wild have not, you know, done well without us. Let me get a quarter inch down. But, but that's what happens. And, and again, you're talking to people, and we're talking to people in here that, that understand this, right? So sometimes seed may fall on a place that's not ready, on a place that shouldn't have seed in the first place, or it's just not prepared for seed. But when he says Satan comes and takes that, that word away, that is not something where Satan is in control and he just had nothing to do about it. All this that Jesus is talking about is about preparation. Are you prepared to be the good soil? Is that you? Because we understand that, that, that people in general, right, people are all over the place, even right in here, right? Some of you are, are deep in your walk with God. Some of you just started. Some of you haven't even started that yet. You're wondering, well, what's this all about? But all of this is about preparation, Am I preparing my heart, preparing my soil for the Word of God? That's what we talked about when uh, Blake and Kayla were baptized the other day. What you want to do is really just kind of warn the new Christian, right? Like the minute you say, I'm following God, I've decided to follow God, that's when it seems like something happens, right? Something comes up. I use the analogy of the diet, right? Like as soon as I say, you know what, today... I'm going to focus on good health and my diet. And immediately your mouth starts watering. You start thinking about all the places you can get to as soon as this guy shuts up and sits down. Right? That's how it goes. Are you prepared? And that's how this goes as he uh, continues on. Others like seed sown in rocky places hear the word at once and receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Do any of you have a friend who, as soon as you suggest something, hey, we ought to do this, is overly enthusiastic about doing that thing? Yes, I was thinking the same thing. We ought to do it. Anybody got a friend like that? I've got a couple that you know every time they say that, that it's a big if. Oh, yeah, we ought to do that. I, I've been thinking the same thing. I, yes, we ought to do it. But that day comes, and you get a hold of them, the flakiest individual you ever found. But, but that's what he's talking about here. That this seed has been sown into a soil that is, is not ready. It's rocky. Okay, and it says, uh, look at this in 16. Uh, it says they hear the word and once receive it with joy, they're happy, they're excited and ready to go, but they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So as soon as something goes wrong, this is a person who thinks, now that I have done this, everything's going to be rosy. How many of you have lived long enough to know that's not the case? Life keeps on coming. Murphy keeps on showing up, right? It just happens over and over. Are you prepared for this? Have you surrounded yourself, as we talked last week, with friends who will be with you through those times? 
Because we all have those times where our faith is tested, where things aren't going well, and we've got to navigate that. Do you have the people, have you prepared your life in a way that your friends, those, those people close to you, can pick you up in those times, help lead you back to Jesus instead of running away because something has gone wrong in your life? Do you see God is just not worth it just because something goes a little off? Maybe you ought to prepare for that. Still others, like seed sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, love that, that phrase there, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. This idea that it was prepared. It, it grew well. But what we didn't do was take care of all the things around us. We allowed all the other things, maybe all the other people, all the other influences. The deceitfulness of wealth, what does that mean? It looks like that will take care of my problems, and so I'm going to pursue it. If I only had more money, if I only made more money, then these problems would be fixed. How many of you, every time you get a raise, something breaks, and you got to pay more money for something? Yeah, some of you have been through that lately. But it's this wealth where we chase it, and all of a sudden, as soon as we get a, a raise where maybe we could Focus on more things. We could pay off debt and we could focus on giving and helping others and we give ourselves a, a lifestyle inflation where we were living paycheck to paycheck. Now we just live by a bigger paycheck to paycheck. The cares of life come in and choke us out. All the things that we're, we're pursuing, are they leading us to Jesus or are they leading us away? Are they helping us on the road, on the uh, the way to God, or are they kind of choking us out and taking up the sunlight? I've got things in my raised bed right now that I don't know where they came from. I had to put some shade cloth when it was 140 uh, this summer, and I prepared the soil and paid a lot of money to do it. I carried five yards of soil from the front to the back, wheelbarrow by wheelbarrow. Katie was going to help me, but she got sick. Um, <laughs> my buddy Keith was going to help me with two strong boys, and they went out of town. It's coincidences, I'm sure. No, no, yeah. But I prepared the soil, and everything's going well, but I didn't maintain. I didn't maintain. I Again, maybe I need to quit talking about food and diets and stuff. Have you ever been doing well on a diet? Like, I'm getting my lifestyle. I'm active again. I've lost weight. I feel great. And you hit that milestone. I finally lost 20 pounds, and you celebrate. And then six months later, you're still celebrating, and you gain 35 back. Because you didn't maintain you didn't continue working on it, looking around and saying, is this still going the way it needs to go? You know, I started well. I celebrated all the progress, but I didn't maintain what Jesus is saying. It says, it chokes the word, making it unfruitful. Others like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. 
I didn't see some of my okra. I have some Star of David okra. It's a real wide thing, but it looks like the Star of David. You cut it open, it looks like Star of David. And I didn't plant enough. I planted just a variety of okra, but I didn't plant enough for it to really, I don't know, get enough to eat every week before it gets hard and chunk it over the fence type of thing. And so some of it has dried out, and I've been able to save those seeds. And to see, again, God's bounty and what God can do when things are allowed to mature. That, that things don't just stay the way they are. They mature and they grow and they produce even more than what was sown. And that's true for each one of us. Now, we, I think when we read this parable, we all desire to be the good soil, right? Anybody think, you know what, that rocky soil sounds pretty good, that's me. But I think we do understand that at different parts of our lives, we can kind of be in any of these, right? There are some days that I am so hard-headed, hard-hearted, that it doesn't matter what happens, it's not getting in. There are times where the soil is very shallow, and ah, maybe a little bit, but then it goes away. Sometimes we're excited, things are happening, and ah, choked out. And hopefully we desire and we try and we pursue being this good soil because of what God can do through the growing and maturing of Christian people. That through us, through his work and through his spirit, what is produced is far more than what started. So let's talk about when we sit back and we think, man, I can't do anything. Well, get out of the way and let God do it. See what he can do through you as you prepare and maintain and try to make sure I have laid the right foundation. That's what Jesus talks about in this other spot in Matthew 7. So therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice. is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Anybody put their uh, feet in the sand as the waves come in lately? What happens? Yeah, immediately you're going, what is happening here? Things are moving under me. Things are shifting around. And we understand because of where we live the importance of having the right foundation, having things drain, right? Evan, he, uh, he didn't understand uh, the retention pond. And we've got a beautiful, we live in a circle here in, in Lakes of Champions, and uh, our, our retention pond is in the middle of all the houses, and so we get to look at the pond. Uh, but Evan, as he looked at that, he didn't understand what was going on, and so uh, he was kind of dreaming. Like, one day the city will come in, Francisco, and fill that in, and we'll just have a beautiful park out here, which is a beautiful dream and a beautiful thought, and I would love it. But it's not going to happen because we understand the importance of having the foundation, having everything correct. And that's what Jesus is teaching people, that you need to make sure and prepare. You need to look around at your life and make sure that I am planting my feet on solid ground because these other things that we pursue 
feel good, look good, and maybe your neighbor looks great in their pursuit of it. And you'd really like to have what they have. But often what they are pursuing is, again, this shaky ground, this foundation on sand instead of stone. And so what are you doing to prepare for that? What are you doing to maintain your life that we don't sit around and just complain that nothing's going well for me? Well, what are you doing to help that? Are you pursuing God? Are you in his word? I just don't feel like I'm close to God. Are you reading his word? Are you coming together as a church? Are you part of a small group? All these things we've put in place to help each and every one of us to again build that foundation. But it doesn't matter how many programs we set up, how many things we schedule if we decide not to go. If we decide other things are the things I want to pursue. I'd like to really follow that. I don't have enough time. How many of you in certain areas of your life have are so disciplined and I can fit it in? Whatever that is. We're going through soccer right now. I'm coaching Logan. Uh, Evan is in competitive. And so each week, Tuesdays, practice. Wednesdays, we have small group. Thursdays, practice, both boys, early 5.30 and then 7.30. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Fridays, Logan's game. Saturday, Evan's game. Not one of them are at home. And then today, right after I get done here, we're going back to Houston for another game. That's our team. But we get things done we want to get done, don't we? Let's be honest. If I care about something and I want to get it done and I want to participate, I will get it done. I will shift things around. I will focus. But how many of us are focusing and shifting and doing all of those things for other things but God gets the left of them? God gets the well, if I can work that out. Jesus said, build your house on the stone, on the foundation of rock that is So we just want to encourage you this morning to do exactly that. If there is any need for prayers, we'd love to pray with you. I'd love to just encourage you and let you know that you're not alone, that we walk this walk together. None of us are going to be perfect. We can come together and we can build uh, build one another up. If you haven't begun that walk with him, uh, we just want to encourage you to do so uh, as we stand and sing this morning.